Welcome to Better Edge, a Northwestern medicine podcast for physicians. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing robotics in GI surgery. Joining me in this panel are Dr. Vitali Poilin. He's an assistant professor of surgery in the division of gastrointestinal and oncologic surgery, specializing in minimally invasive and robotic colorectal surgery at Northwestern Medicine. And Dr. Jonas Stulberg. He's an assistant professor of surgery in the division of gastrointestinal and oncologic surgery, specializing in complex abdominal wall reconstruction and robotic surgery at Northwestern Medicine. Gentlemen, I'm so glad to have you join us today. And Dr. Poilin, I'd like to start with you. Do you feel that robotics have really changed the landscape of GI surgery? Yes, definitely in some of the procedures. Robotic surgery is uh, extremely um, beneficial when we deal in the um, narrow spaces such as pelvis or we uh, deal with obese patients or the procedures that, where we can minimize the size of the incision. So in gastrointestinal, especially uh, colorectal surgery, the pelvic procedures for um, colorectal cancer, for inflammatory bowel disease, seem to be the most uh, beneficial. It, uh, it makes the surgery much, much easier on both patient and the surgeon. Uh, whereas definitely some procedures that not just much easier, but probably would not be possible to complete laparoscopically, but we can do it robotically. And then one of the recent advantages for us is that we can actually accomplish a much bigger part of every procedure robotically on the inside, potentially leaving almost uh, no marks other than the eight millimeter ports on the body, decreasing the chances of hernias and uh, potentially taking some uh, work away from Jonah, but I don't know if you want to comment on that as well. Yeah, well, thank you. I would say that the robotic platforms currently available allow for wristed motion of instruments and uh, zoom capabilities on our imaging that allow us to get into smaller and smaller spaces or go up and over intra-abdominal uh, contents in order to access areas and perform surgeries that we previously couldn't if we only were using laparoscopic instruments, which tend to be straight. And so in the world of complex abdominal wall reconstruction, the use of robotic platforms is really quite new. Um, all of uh, the procedures that we're doing have been developed uh, and are only now being perfected really in the last uh, five, 10 years. And that's because up until uh, the current advancements, we didn't have the ability to get into some of these spaces, as Dr. Poilin was pointing out, or uh, get up and over something to complete uh, the surgery. So it's really uh, fundamentally changed what we're able to do. And I would say has I've been able to convert many of the procedures I would have previously had to do open into minimally invasive procedures, which uh, can have very clear benefits for patients. I would also like to add uh, that even though a lot of procedures we can, in colorectal, we can do both laparoscopically and robotically, there are definitely some procedures now that I don't offer uh, patients laparoscopically anymore because 
um, robotic surgery makes it so much easier on, on, on me and the patient and makes a recovery so much quicker that we just go straight to a robot for that. Dr. Stolberg, I'd like it if you would expand a little bit for us. And people here, physicians are hearing about da Vinci. Is that the only robotic surgical instrument available today? Do you see it widely expanding in the industry in the future? And also, while you're telling us about that, tell us about the learning curve, because that, I think, is something that other physicians want to know if they're considering the use of this or referral to Northwestern. Tell us a little bit about the newer robots and the learning curve and really the benefits to the surgeon to expand on that. As of today, in the general surgical space for complex abdominal wall hernia repair. The Da Vinci system uh, made by Intuitive Surgical is the only platform available. It's the only platform that's FDA approved for the procedures that we're performing. Now, there are other robotic-assisted devices being developed. There are other robotic-assisted platforms that are available in other specialties, particularly in orthopedics and in other areas. Um, But with regards to general surgical procedures, The other platforms are currently in the process of being approved. They're in development, uh, different phases of development, and there's a lot of promise uh, in some of the newer platforms that are out there, but they're not readily available. One of the things that uh, the Da Vinci system has going for it is that it really has been around for several decades. They've iterated and changed their uh, robotic platform over the years. At Northwestern Medicine, we've uh, upgraded to the newest platforms, which are their XI systems, and they now have uh, single port systems and another system that's being used in thoracic called ION, which we just received and uh, really has the opportunity to change some of the thoracic and pulmonary procedures that we're performing. So. The question then is, with all this change uh, and growth in robotic platforms, how do we make sure that we are performing surgery safely for our patients? Um, And that means getting through the learning curve quickly. And this is an area where I really think that the current robotic systems shine. They have developed an incredible array of uh, technical skill development simulations as well as now case simulations. And at Northwestern Medicine, we've invested in the ability to have full access to those for our residents and for the surgeons across our system that are interested uh, in learning how to use the robot safely. However, there's plenty of data that suggests you still need 50 to 100 cases for most of the procedures to sort of get through that learning curve. And at Northwestern, we have a system set up to help support surgeons in practice who are going through that process so that we can minimize any harm to patients, such as uh, co-scrubbing, having proctors, uh, and other techniques. But really, that's quite remarkable that you can get through the majority of the learning curve with so few cases, if you think about it, because the other techniques that we learned in residency, we talk about 250, 500 case minimums uh, before getting through residency. So the learning curve aspects of the robotic systems have really come a long way, leveraging those newer technologies that allow for simulation and other techniques. Dr. Poylan, what does the Digestive Health Center 
at Northwestern Memorial Hospital offer in terms of robotic surgery? Anything unique? Tell referring physicians what you're doing there. I know that Northwestern Memorial Hospital now has a total of eight Da Vinci robotic systems, more than any other hospital in Chicago. Tell us a little bit about your team, how you all work together, and why you feel that robotic surgery in GI specifically is so exciting right now. Here at Northwestern, we offer uh, essentially the full range of um, uh, robotic surgery on all the uh, small and uh, large bowel, including rectum, and we we use the robotic surgery on every part of uh, of gastrointestinal tract. Essentially, we have recently uh, been much more um, aggressive using the. XI platform that uh, uh, Jonah mentioned that is uh, much more kind of flexible and user-friendly and allows me to do things much uh, quicker with much ease. For example, we've been uh, experimenting much more with doing a, a totally intracorporeal uh, procedures. When the resection is done on the inside, the specimen is actually extracted through uh, the rectum, and then everything is kind of sewn in on the inside. Uh, and with, uh, with the current platform, we can actually do it very quickly, leaving patients with almost no marks on the abdomen, uh, much less pain, much quicker recovery. Uh, and seem to be much less uh, stress on them after surgery. We've been expanding the, the overall kind of range of some of the procedures and extent of the procedures that um, that we do. And uh, is, as, as you mentioned, it is, it's actually the whole team. We have a dedicated OR uh, nurses and OR coordinators that uh, specifically work on the uh, robots and robotic team. We have uh, a set of um, physician assistants that are incredibly skilled in helping us to do a robot and make it easier. And we also use them actually to, uh, to teach because we have an extra pair of hands that uh, allows us uh, not to get through a case much quicker, but also um, help our residents get up to speed and uh, be prepared for practice eventually much quicker. We have a, have a whole system where we oftentimes will discuss the cases ahead of time, what would be needed as well as in a day off. So we have everything planned and everything anticipated as much as we can ahead of time to make it go as quickly and smoothly for everybody. Dr. Stolberg, tell us about your outcomes, how they compare for robotic-assisted surgery versus traditional laparoscopic. What have you been seeing in the department? Outcomes are at the forefront of why I converted so much of my practice into robotic surgery. When I first started, I started measuring all of the outcomes of patients that I could think of that might be relevant to their recovery to see whether or not I was seeing the results that others had reported. That included things like my length of stay, the pain that patients are experiencing, the amount of opioids that they take, uh, their activity level, uh, surgical site infections, and I saw a marked decrease across all of those outcomes, which I was quite frankly sort of blown away by. Um, when I started my journey into robotic surgery, I thought that I would have sort of this narrow niche 
where I use the robot only for the most complex cases that I can't do laparoscopically and I can't do robotically. But what I found is, you know, shorter length of stay between robotic ventral and lap ventral, uh, less pain between robotic inguinal and lap inguinal. Um, and so I've converted uh, most of my laparoscopic hernia practice into a robotic hernia practice. And that's really been outcome driven. And we've published some of this data. And uh, as part of my research, we're actually currently studying across the Northwestern system whether or not the opioid use following laparoscopic, robotic, and open inguinal hernia repair, laparoscopic, robotic, cholecystectomy are different. So in each of those groups is the opioid use, not just the prescribing, not just the reported pain 30 days later, but the actual use in the three to five days after an outpatient procedure. Um, and the early results suggest that, you know, opioid use is down as well. So those are great results. I would also like to, to add that uh, I think anecdotally in colorectal surgery, even compared to laparoscopic surgery, where it seemed to be decrease in the use of opioids, at least in hospital for some of these folks. Um, this is um, uh, when we were um, looking at some of the outcomes before um, I came to this institution. For us in colorectal surgery, there is definitely has been shown some decrease in some of the long-term postoperative complications, such as uh, incisional hernia, for example, um, and that has been, uh, at this point, pretty well documented. There is some suggestion that for more difficult cases in the pelvis, uh, especially related to rectal cancer, we can do better robotically compared to that uh, laparoscopically. But this is uh, still under investigation here as well as at many other institutions. What a fascinating topic, gentlemen. And as we wrap up, I'd like to give you each a chance to tell your final thoughts to referring physicians and other physicians. So, Dr. Poylin, I'd like to start with you. Tell the listeners what you'd like them to know about robotic surgery at Northwestern Medicine, why you feel what you're doing is so unique, and are there any studies you'd like to mention that the Digestive Health Center at Northwestern Memorial Hospital faculty are a part of, what you'd like other physicians to know? I think here in Northwestern, we, the institution and the Digestive Health Center invested heavily into um, utilizing and advancing robotic surgery, which puts us in a unique position to train folks and have availability of robotic surgery that will allow us to do it uh, probably more frequently than uh, many other institutions can because of shortage of resources that uh, will give us much more experience and expertise in um, helping patients and get them through that um, as quickly as, um, as possible. It also puts us uh, in, in some of a unique position to study some of these effects. I actually uh, just recently got a grant from uh, American Society of Colon and Rectal Surgery to look at the interruptions in the robotic uh, colorectal surgery and how to address them to make it much more efficient. And then we are considering to be part of uh, some other multi-center trials 
as well, but none of them are none of them are online quite yet. Dr. Stelberg, last word to you. What would you like listeners to take away from this segment and when you feel it's important that they refer to the specialists at Northwestern Medicine? My main takeaway would be that the ability to perform robotic surgery on more and more complex abdominal wall cases, abdominal hernia cases in particular, um, is really expanding rapidly. And I've been very impressed with our ability to offer a minimally invasive approach to more and more complex patients, including a handful of loss of domain abdominal hernia cases, which we've now completed successfully with patients who otherwise might not even be candidates for open surgery because of the stress of an open surgery. So I would say the main takeaway is that we continue to really improve uh, and offer more and more complex surgeries minimally invasively, which we're very proud of. Um, And if you are unsure of whether it can be done, it never hurts to ask, it never hurts to uh, refer a patient over or simply shoot us uh, an email or connect to us in whichever way that uh, you can because we're always happy to discuss cases and um, try and improve together. I guess I would also like to add at the end that, uh, you know, even though both me and uh, Jonah perform a lot of our surgeries uh, robotically and minimally invasively, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's an approach. It's not a way of life. We approach every patient individually in trying to figure out what is the best possible way to get them through whatever problem that they have in a safest and most expeditious manner. And I think that's at the end of the day is what's important. Well, it certainly is. And what a fascinating topic. You're both excellent guests. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining us today and telling us about GI robotics surgery at Northwestern Medicine. To refer your patient or for more information, please visit our website at nm.org DHC to get connected with one of our providers. And that concludes this episode of Better Edge, a Northwestern Medicine podcast for physicians. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Northwestern Medicine podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.